Hey, this is Rodney Gage. I'm the pastor of Rethink Life Church in Orlando, Florida, and this is our podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out today. I hope it encourages and inspires you to live with a new perspective, make better choices, and have a greater impact with your life. Here's today's message. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today online. Hey, I have a big question for you today. Are you ready for the Super Bowl? Obviously, I am, and literally millions upon millions of other people are as excited as I am about watching the Super Bowl tonight. But here's the bigger question of the day. Who do you think is going to actually win the Super Bowl? Come on now, light up those chat boxes. How many of you, just curious, think think the Bucks are going to win? Well, obviously, I'm representing the hometown, our Florida team here in Tampa Bay, the Tampa Bay Bucks. So that's obviously who I'm rooting for. But many of you may be Chiefs fans. Come on, who do you think is going to win? Do you think the Chiefs are going to win or do you think the Bucks are going to win? Well, obviously, we're going to find out tonight. You know, one thing I know to be true, and that is this. You know what? At the beginning of the 2021 football season, every single team, 32 teams to be exact, all had one goal and one vision in mind. And that was to literally make it all the way through the entire season to end up in the Super Bowl. And tonight, the two final teams, the Bucks and the Chiefs, are going to square off But here's one thing I know to be true. At the last tick of the clock, that fourth quarter, when it's all said and done, there's only going to be one Super Bowl champion. And here's the thing. I believe for all of us, we need to have the same kind of vision that every football player and every coach and every person that that is associated with the NFL teams, hey, we all need to have that same kind of vision so that we can have and live a championship life. And here's what I want to share with you today. And that is, I believe there is a way that we can actually catch a, listen, a championship vision for our lives. How many of you really long to have that kind of winning championship vision for your life, for your marriage, maybe for your, your family, maybe for your business or whatever it is that you aspire to accomplish? The key at the end of the day is to have a vision to allow us to accomplish what's in our heart to see come to fruition. You know, it's interesting, out of these 32 teams that begin this year's football season, you know, they all had to overcome a lot of setbacks, they had to overcome adversity, and they all faced similar situations and circumstances, but you know, at the end of the day, the, the, the Super Bowl champion, whoever wins tonight, listen, it all comes down to one thing, and that is execution. You ever thought about that? I mean, it really comes down to who is able to execute most effectively the game plan that they are set that they actually set out to accomplish. You know, it, it, it's it's defined in, in Webster's dictionary. The word execution simply means the carrying out or putting into effect of a plan, order, or course of action. You see, whether it's maybe a successful marriage relationship. Maybe whether it's, it's, it's seeing the growth of your business or, or perhaps maybe, you know, it's a situation where 
Maybe you're just, you're, you know, you're, you're pursuing the dreams that you have in life. They're always going to be obstacles. They're going to be limitations. They're going to be setbacks that we have to encounter in our lives. But here's the key. I love the old quote by Booker T. Washington. It's one of my favorite quotes of all time when it comes to the definition of success. And he defines success in this way. Success is to be measured not so much by the position that one has reached in life as by the obstacles which he has overcome. Don't you just love that? You see, we're all going to face obstacles. We're all going to have setbacks. We're all going to be you know, dealt with limitations at some point in time in our lives. I love the story in 1 Samuel chapter 17, because if we can learn anything from someone, it would be from a young shepherd boy by the name of David. You see, David had a, listen, he had a championship vision. You see, David was motivated, motivated by something that was bigger and greater than himself. And one of the things that we're going to learn about David is this. We're going to learn that he had something that the others, when I refer to the others, I'm talking about the Israelite army. It's something that they didn't have. Now, before I share with you this particular story, I want to kind of just set the stage so you kind of have a better visual understanding of what was actually taking place on this particular day. You see, you had two armies that were standing on opposite sides of one another. You had the Philistine army and you had the Israelite army. But the thing that was unique about the Philistines is they were known for having large men. They they were a powerful army and specifically they had one warrior by the name of Goliath. He was a behemoth of a man. He was large and in charge. He was intimidating. He was hurling insults, not only to the the Israelite army, but more importantly, he was hurling insults to their God. And in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 10 and 11, we pick it up where Goliath said these words. He said, I defy the armies of Israel today. He said, send me a man who will fight me. And when Saul and the Israelites heard this, notice carefully, they were terrified and deeply shaken. In other words, rather than focusing on how big their God was, the Israelites We're focusing on how big the giant was that was standing in front of them on the other side. You see, they were paralyzed by fear and paralyzed by their own limitations. You know, over the past year, you know, we've all faced some unique situations and circumstances. In other words, we have been placed under a lot of limitations. Obviously, with the coronavirus, that has resulted in a, in a global pandemic that we've been dealing with now for nearly a year. And, and sadly and unfortunately, some 2.2 million people have lost their lives around the world because of COVID-19. And obviously, not only that, but man, what at the center, at the heart of this global pandemic, we've also been you know, exposed to lockdowns and, and restrictions and travel bans. And of course, there's been racial tension and all kinds of violence and political chaos in our nation and countless economic hardships that have impacted so many people. 
not just around the world, but obviously even close to home, people that we know, and maybe you are the victim of some of those challenges and hardships. But here's the thing that I want to share with you. In light of everything going on in the moment, right here, right now, in light of everything that we're facing as a nation, even though we're still in the midst of this global pandemic, my question to you is this. Do you see opportunities or do you see limitations around you? Now let that question sink in for just a moment because I think it's very important when it comes to how we see situations in front of us. You see, I love what, what um, you know, some people you know, have, have said when it comes to you know, really the choice between how we choose to see life. In other words, we're either going to see it through the lens of limitations or we're going to see it through the, the lens of opportunity. Have you ever wondered or maybe thought um, what, what the word limitation actually means? Webster's defines it this way, a limiting rule or circumstance or a restriction. Sound familiar? But notice how Webster's defines opportunity. Favorable circumstances or a favorable condition. You see, we can either choose to move forward in faith or we can be paralyzed by fear. But here's the key. How we see, how we see our situation and circumstances at the end of the day is a choice. You see, we can either choose to be paralyzed by the fear and the limited situation and circumstances of our lives or we can continue to move forward in faith in spite of the circumstances that we encounter in our lives. So why is having a championship vision so important to our lives? I love what Winston Churchill once said. He said, a pessimist sees the difficulty in every opportunity, but an optimist sees the opportunity in every difficulty. Don't you love that? You see, I think we need to be inspired and challenged because obviously with the limitations and the restrictions and the challenges and the hardships that many people are facing, we have a choice. You see, we can either see it as it is, as limitations, or we can see the opportunities even among the limitations that perhaps surround us. So here are three things that I want to challenge you with today when it comes to catching a championship vision. The first is this, if you're taking notes, and that is we need to have an opportunity mindset. You see, that's exactly what this young shepherd boy had named David. And in this moment, as David walked up upon the scene and he saw with his own eyes and heard with his very own ears what was being done, what was being said, there was something that switched in the heart of David. And what it was, it was a choice. And the choice was now moving from a young shepherd boy to actually becoming a warrior himself. And I love what 1 Samuel 17 verses 21 through 24 says. It says, Soon the Israelite and Philistine forces stood facing each other, army against army, well, David left his things with the keeper of supplies and hurried out to the ranks to greet his brothers. And as he was talking with them, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, came out from the Philistine ranks. Then David heard him shout his usual taunt to the army of Israel. 
As soon as the Israelite army saw him, notice they began to run away in fright. In other words, rather than the Israelite army having this winning attitude and this opportunity mindset, they couldn't see the opportunity that was in front of them. You know why? Because they were blinded by their own limitations. You see, there's a big difference between seeing the circumstances through the eyes of limitations or seeing circumstances through the eyes of opportunity. And regardless of, you know, what kind of situation maybe you're in right now, I do know this, you know, we all face difficulties. You know, I've faced them this year. You have faced them. We've all encountered setbacks. We've all dealt with obstacles. In other words, there's been giants that we've had to deal with, whether it's financial or it's relational, whether it's health related, you know, regardless of what it is, we've all had to deal with hard challenges over the past year. But can I encourage you with these words? I still believe with all of my heart that God is with us. God is for us. And listen, with God, all things are possible. Come on, somebody. You ought to Type a little amen, give some little, uh, you know, little heart emojis there, little hands raised. Let me tell you something. If God is for us, then who in the world can be against us? The Bible says in Jeremiah, there is nothing too hard for God. Ephesians 3.20 says that God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we could think or even imagine. Paul challenged us, no, listen, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined the great things that that God has in store for us. Yes, life can be hard. Yes, challenges can come against us. Yes, giants can stand in our way. But with God, all things are possible. It all comes down to the opportunity mindset that we have to embrace. Why? Because a championship vision requires an opportunity mindset. So we can either see our situations and circumstances as limitations or we can see the situation and circumstances through the eyes of opportunity. That's why Jesus wanted to reinforce to his disciples after Jesus had led this woman at the well who was spiritually and morally thirsty. She was longing for something to fill the void and the emptiness in her life. And what did Jesus do? He gave her this living water that changed and transformed her life forever. And as Jesus was walking and talking with his disciples and reflecting, you know what he said in verse 35 in John 4? He said, hey, wake up and look around. Why? Because the fields are ripe already for harvest. In other words, he was reinforcing to his his own disciples, guys, listen, there may be limitations and challenges, but even in the midst of hardships, never has there been a greater time to share the hope that people so desperately need in their lives. And that's what I want to challenge you with today. Because when you think about it, listen, God wants us to rise above the circumstances and see the opportunities all around us to make a difference in people's lives, to rise above whatever giants are standing in your way. The second key to having a championship vision is this. We have to stay motivated with the cause. We have to stay motivated with a cause. In 1 Samuel 17, verse 26, notice, David asked the soldiers standing nearby. 
He said, what will a man get for killing this Philistine and ending his defiance of Israel? Who is this pagan Philistine anyway, that he is allowed to defy the armies of the living God? You see, King Saul had given the entire army of Israel, listen, a, an incentive, a, a reward, this motivation to take down the giant. But these guys didn't care. You know why? Because no, listen, no temporal earthly reward was enough incentive or motivation for these guys to potentially being taken out by the giant. So they, they shrieked in fear. Once again, they were blinded by their own self-imposed limitations. But not David. You know why? He was driven by a vision. You see, he had an opportunity mindset. And because he had an opportunity mindset and he was driven by a vision, because he, listen, he stepped forward in faith rather than being paralyzed by fear, he wanted to know, hey, what's in it for me? How, what, what, how can I be rewarded if I take down this guy who is insulting my God? You know what King Saul offered all of the, 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 the people there in the army of Israel. Here's what, he, here's what he offered them. King Saul said, hey, I'll give you great riches. I'll, I'll let you have my daughter in marriage. And he said, you, you won't have to pay any taxes for the rest of your life, you or your family. Well, man, that ought to be enough incentive and motivation to do something about it when it came to taking out the giant. But here's what we need to understand. David was motivated by something far deeper and far greater that allowed him to overcome the difficulties and to take on this massive giant. You know what it was? It was an eternal cause. Because you see, not only was he personally offended that this giant by the name of Goliath was insulting his God, but he also knew that that giant was hindering the Israelites from moving forward and taking possession of the land and fulfilling the very purposes of God. And when you think about it, listen, what we need to do is we need to live each and every day with something bigger and greater than ourselves. In other words, we need a vision for life. We need to be motivated by something deeper that we wake up to. That's why we are so passionate with our, listen, with our mission here at Rethink Life to help people live life on purpose. You see, if you don't wake up every day with a sense of purpose, if you don't have a destiny, if you don't have something bigger and greater than yourself that you're living for, then yeah, we're always going to be paralyzed with the temporal situations and circumstances and the hardships of life. They overwhelm us. But notice what David told King Saul. He said in verse 32 in 1 Samuel 17, he said, don't worry about this Philistine. Notice what he said. He said, I'll go fight him. He's like, signing me up. I'll go take down this giant. You know why? Because he had a deep belief in his God. And he knew if God was for him, then who in the world could be against him? You know, what's interesting is that David was willing to do something that no one else was willing to do. You know why? Because he had a mindset that was driven by opportunity. He saw opportunities rather than limitations. And he was also motivated because of a great cause that he knew was worth fighting for. The third thing is this, 
when it comes to building and having a, a championship vision and mindset for our lives is the third key, and that is we have to make the most of the opportunities that we do have. I think that's so important. You know, it's so easy to sit around and, you know, make excuses or, you know, kind of become the victim of our circumstances or the victim of our limitations and, you know, have a little pity party and, you know, poor little old me, you know, I have it harder. I mean, things are worse for me than everybody else. You know, we scroll through Instagram and we love to compare and so-and-so just got back from, you know, a vacation and, you know, or so-and-so just got this job promotion or this, this person, you know, you know, they're, they're getting to have all of these opportunities, but not me, not me. You know, life is so hard. Why me? You know, think about this for a moment. Have you ever stopped to think about, and, 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 and I think this is an important exercise. Have you ever stopped to think for a moment how important it is and why it's important that we focus on what we do have rather than focusing on what we don't have? Have you ever thought about, about the things that we actually can do rather than focusing on all the things that we can't do? I think that's so important. I, I love when uh, Moses was confronted by God. And, you know, Moses, what was, what was he doing? He was, he was telling God. He was trying to convince God about all of his limitations. You know, he had a speech impediment. You know, he, he was overwhelmed. He felt completely, you know, unqualified for the job of, of, you know, freeing the people of Israel and leading them into this place, this land that God had promised. And, you know... You know, what, you know what God did? He simply looked at Moses and he asked Moses the question. He said, hey, what's in your hand? And all Moses had was a shepherd's staff. But that was sufficient in the eyes of God. You know why? Because that's all Moses needed. That little, that little staff, that shepherd's staff, God turned into the rod of God. It became a mighty tool, a powerful weapon in the hands of Moses. Why? Because God was all over Moses. God had an assignment for Moses to fulfill, and God equipped Moses with the very thing that he already had to use it so that he could perform the miracles that God was going to prove and to demonstrate of his great and mighty power. Remember the story of the feeding of the 5,000? You know, it's getting late in the day and, you know, Jesus asked the question. He said, hey, he said, um, you know, who's got, some, who's got some food around us? And, and, you know, everybody was hungry. It's getting late and everybody didn't have, nobody had anything to eat. But there was a little boy. What did he have? He had five loaves of bread and he had two fish. And Jesus told him to, to, bring, you know, to bring it over. And, and basically the question was, Jesus proposed to his disciples. He said, hey, what's, what's in your sphere? In other words, what, what do you have access to? And God took those five loaves of bread and those two fish. And what did he do? He blessed it. He multiplied it to the point of over 5,000 people were not only fed, but they all went home with some fish and chips. They all had little doggy bags to take home with them. Why? Because of God's supernatural blessings. You see, God just took what was in their sphere and he used it and multiplied it to accomplish something great. You remember the story of the widow 
And in, in the book of, of Kings where uh, Elisha had approached this widow who was destitute, she was poor, uh, the creditors were, were coming, they were going to basically take everything, including her sons, and, and, and Elisha asked her the question, he said, what's in your house? And the only thing that she had that was worth anything was a jar of oil. And what did Elisha tell her to do? He said, bring me that. Bring all you got. And she literally took her oil. And what did she do? She poured that oil. And that oil became an endless flow of blessings and provision. So much so that not only did she have enough to be able to sell and to make money to pay off her creditors, but she even had far beyond the needs that she had in her life met. Why? Because of God's amazing provision and abundant supply. What am I trying to say? All I'm trying to say is, is that sometimes we're looking for all these incredible opportunities when opportunities are around us all the time. And God just wants us to take what we have and use what we have and put them into His hands and let God do what only He can do. You see, when we lose our way, we lose, excuse me, when we lose our why, we, we're tempted to lose our way. You know why? Because all we can see is our limitations. We, we're, we're no longer driven by a vision. In other words, we lose our cause. But we got to realize that, listen, God is with us and He's for us and He wants to use us and He has a plan, He has a purpose. And He just wants our availability. And he wants us to take where we are, He wants us to take what we have. And what He wants to do is He wants to use us to do what we could never, ever accomplish on our own. And that's exactly what David did. In 1 Samuel 17, verse 40, it says, notice, that David picked up five smooth stones from a stream and put them into his shepherd's bag. Then, armed only with his shepherd's staff and sling, he started across the valley to fight the Philistines. Have you ever wondered why he picked up five smooth stones? Well, we learn as you read in other passages of Scripture that Goliath had four brothers. So he had the confidence when he picked up those five smooth stones, he's not, not only am I going to take out that knucklehead, I'm going to take out his four brothers in the process. He was prepared, but he had faith in his God. And in verse 48, it says, And as Goliath moved closer to attack, David quickly ran out to meet him, reaching into his shepherd's bag and taking out a stone. He hurled it with his sling and hit the Philistine in his forehead. The stone sank in and Goliath stumbled and fell face down on the ground. So David triumphed over the Philistine with only a sling and a stone, for he had no sword. You want to know the reason why that young man named David was able to accomplish something that the entire Israelite army wasn't able to accomplish? I'll tell you what it was. It was his ability to see opportunity rather than limitations. You see, he saw something bigger and greater. He was driven by a vision. He had a cause that was worth fighting for. And he was simply willing and able and available to take what he had, to take what he knew, and to use it to allow God to anoint him to accomplish something that no one else was able to accomplish. 
And I just believe that God wants to accomplish something great in and through your life. You know, during the halftime show of the Super Bowl, that's perhaps one thing that so many people look forward to. You know, that in and of itself is a, is a spectacle. You know, it's the halftime performance and, you know, the artist known as The Weeknd, he's going to be performing and, and, you know, he'll be executing, I'm sure, this flawless performance and the crowd and everybody's going to go nuts. But you know why he is actually performing in concert for the Super Bowl halftime show? You know what the teams will be doing in the locker room? Let me tell you what they'll be doing. They'll be sitting down with their coaches, and here's what they'll be doing. They will be looking at their game plan, and they will be making adjustments. They'll start analyzing their strengths and the weaknesses. They'll, they'll look at the first half of the game, and they'll say, how can we do things different? How can we overcome some of the things that have been holding us back? And here's what they'll do. They will adjust and they'll pivot if necessary to come out the second half with a, with a renewed vision, with a, with a more effective game, game plan, because they know it's not about how you start, it's about how you finish. Because again, at the end of the game, there's only going to be one Super Bowl champion, and it's all going to come down to who can execute the plays most effectively. You know, over the, corona, over, the, over the past year, the coronavirus has obviously forced not just us, but obviously churches all over the world and all over our nation to have to make some adjustments. You know, it's thrown many of us into a place where we've had to adapt and adjust and, and learn some things. And I'll be honest with you, over the last 10 months, we have uh, had to take a step back because it's forced us to do what we're doing right here, just be completely limited by not having our own church facility because we don't own our own facility because we don't have a church building per se. You know, we've been limited over the last 10 months to mainly just come to you through you know, a camera, through you know, technology, through coming into your home. But here's the thing, rather than focusing on how challenging that is and, and seeing that as a limitation, let me tell you what has happened. God's turned what we often may have seen or viewed as a limitation of not having a building as literally being able to reach the world with the good news of Jesus Christ because of the gift of technology. We have people that are watching us all over the nation and various countries around the world that otherwise would have never had the opportunity to be exposed to our church or hear the good news of Jesus Christ like you're hearing today, all because of an opportunity that God has given us. But even in the midst of all of that, we've taken some step backs and here's what we've decided to do. We said, we're coming out better. We're coming out stronger. Listen, we are committed now more than ever as vaccines are on their way and we're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel when it comes to the coronavirus. We're getting ramped up and amped up and we are getting ready to come out for the second half. Listen, 2021, I believe, is going to be our best year yet. You know why? Because we have a clear vision and we have a game plan that God has put in our hearts that we're we're going to do everything we can to execute with God's help. We're going to turn whatever limitations 
that we have been tempted to focus on. No, 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 no. We're going to see them as opportunities. We're not going to be paralyzed in fear. We're going to move forward in faith. So I want to share with you something that I'm super excited about as we conclude our time. And I think this is so important. So I want you to know, I want you to hear what our what our mission is all about here at Rethink Life. Listen, if you're new, maybe you're, maybe you're watching for the first time, and you're thinking, man, I have no idea what you're all about as a church. Now, let me just give it to you in a sentence. We are all about, our mission is all about helping people live life on purpose. You say, how in the world do you help people live life on purpose? Let me tell you how we do it. Because we believe that when a person comes into a relationship with Jesus Christ, Man, it changes everything. It shifts their perspective. They no longer live for themselves or live for the temporal things of this world, but instead they're living for Jesus and the eternal things of this world. And not only that, now that they have a new perspective, it gives them the ability to start making better choices because they're seeing life with a new perspective. And not only are they making better choices, but now they're positioned to live their life with greater purpose. Why? So they can have an eternal impact with their lives and on the lives of other people. You know, I just want to invite you, maybe that's where you're at right now. You're looking for something a cause. You're looking for a greater purpose. You're looking for how God could use you this year of 2021 to make an even greater impact with your time, with your talents, maybe with your financial resources. You're saying, I want God to use me. Well, I want to invite you to join us in the vision that God has called us to fulfill. Let me give you some things that I'm super, super excited about. Did you know that we live in right here in Central Florida, specifically right here in a community called Lake Nona, we live in one of the fastest growing communities, not just in the state of Florida, but the entire nation. This community known as, of, of, uh, known as Lake Nona is a community, listen to this, that's owned by one group. It's 17 miles and just west of what is referred to as Narcusi Road there will be some 20,000 homes in the next 10 years that would be built, representing literally thousands and thousands of individuals who desperately need the hope of Jesus Christ. In other words, only 10% of Lake Nona is actually completed being developed. In other words, 90% of, of the incredible opportunities around us are going to be filled in with more and more people. But here's what's even more staggering. That does not even include the 24,000 acres that Tavistock purchased and, 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 and has a vision to develop called Sunbridge. In other words, this is going to even equate to even more thousands upon thousands of homes, not even including all the other private developers and residential communities that will be built out from private developers. Why am I saying all of this? I'm saying all of this to say that we have never been more prime and poised to reach one of the most exciting, fast, listen, one of the, one of the fastest growing communities anywhere in the country. God has put us right in the heart of this exciting community, and we're believing God for something great. In other words, this year of 2021, it is our vision 
to purchase anywhere from seven to 10 acres of land so that we can actually build a place and have a permanent place that we can actually call home that can be used as the Rethink Life headquarters that would be known for giving life to the world. You say, what do you mean? That word life simply means leadership, innovation, family, and equipping. Those are the four things that we are committed to hanging our hat on. Because listen, we want to see God use our church and use specifically the people that make up our church, listen, to have an impact in our community and the world with the hope that's found in Jesus Christ. So how do we do that? We do it in three, th- two, three, in three ways. Number one is we have to engage. In other words, listen, we can't just sit on the sidelines. Listen, we can't be like the Israelites and, you know, and and stand around and talk about all the limitations. No, no, no. We have to get engaged. One of the best and easiest things that we can do, in other words, is just show up. Just attend. Whether you attend online like you're doing right now or you attend in person at Lake Nona High School at 1115 every Sunday moving forward. Praise God. We're going to start meeting in person again. But we need you to engage. And listen, we, we don't listen. It doesn't matter whether you're with us in person or online. You matter because you are part of everything that we're doing. We just want you to engage. And we, listen, we want you to engage not just by being a part of our experiences, but we want, to, we want you to engage by giving and sharing of your time and your talents. Listen, of your financial resources. Listen, it takes, listen, it takes all of us doing what we can to make a difference. Not only that, we want to see you grow. Listen, we don't want you to stay or remain where you are. We want you to reach your full redemptive potential. So I'm challenging you today to take the next step that you need to take. And you know what? You can do that by signing up for one of our life groups. Listen, life groups is so important because God never intended for us to do life alone. He wants you to be with other people because we believe, listen, that life change happens best in the context of relationships and spiritual growth happens best when we are being encouraged and supported and being held accountable by other brothers and sisters in Christ. So we got to engage, we got to grow, but we got to serve. You know what? We want to encourage you to join the dream team. And it's so important that you find a team of people, a group of people. We have a new slogan this year. You know what? You know, here's what it says. It says, let's do great things together. Why is that so important? Because it's not about one person. Listen, we are better together. Team stands for together. Everyone achieves more. And if you're not serving, you know what that means? It simply means you're swerving. That means you're not using the gifts and the abilities and the talents that God wants you to use. So can I challenge you today? Hey, take those next steps. We want you to engage. We want you to grow. And we want you to serve. You know why? Because listen, playing on God's team is not a solo sport. No, 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 no. It takes everybody to advance His purposes. Because you see, that's what having a championship vision is all about. We are better, we're healthier, we're stronger together. God's given us a game plan, but he's put the ball in your court and mine when it comes to how we choose to execute that vision. I want to invite you, if you would, to join me in a word of prayer. And as our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed, hey, can I just say that maybe you're at that place in your life where you may be a follower of Jesus. Maybe you've already committed your life to Jesus, but maybe you've drifted. 
Maybe you've lost your, your why. Maybe you don't have you know, the, the fire and the passion, you know, that motivation that you once had, but it's time to get it back. You know, we just finished 21 days of, of you know, a 21-day challenge, and, and maybe you weren't a part of that, but you're saying, well, man, I'm ready. I, I, I want to start moving forward in faith, and I want to get my fire back. I want to get my passion back. Well, that's between you and God, and I want to give you that opportunity to renew that heart and that spirit. Ask God to put that fire back inside of you today. You know, you may be watching, and maybe you're unclear, you're uncertain about your life, and Specifically, as it relates to your standing between yourself and God. Maybe you're unclear about where you would spend eternity. Maybe when it comes to your life, you don't have much meaning or purpose. Well, can I just invite you right where you are to pray this prayer? And today, invite Jesus Christ to be the Lord of your life. You can pray this prayer after me. Just say, Dear God, I confess to you that I am a sinner. And I turn from my sin. And today, I'm inviting you into my life to forgive me and to save me. Thank you, Jesus, for coming into my heart and saving my soul. Now, as our heads are bowed and their eyes are closed, let me just say this. If you prayed that prayer just then, I just want to say welcome to the team. Welcome to the family of God. And we would love to know, and I just want to invite you, to simply if you're watching, especially on our website, listen, just click on that that, uh, that button that says, I decided, or, or type in the chat there, I decided. We want to get some material to you. Well, hey, we cannot wait to see you back next Sunday as we kick off a new series that we're calling A Relationship Revival. We can't wait to see you then. Well, thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, it would mean a great deal to us if you would consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. You can click on the share button, take a screenshot, and share it on your social stories. And be sure to tag us at Rethink Life Church. To learn more about our church, check out RethinkLife.com. Until next time, hey, we love you and believe the best is yet to come in your life.